What is up, everybody? How you doing today? We've got a interview for you. This is going to be our first Monday interview. I've moved these episodes to Monday to try and get a little bit more ears on these episodes. And we've got a special guest coming on the show. Let's uh, bring him in here. Uh, yeah, Mr. Cole Screen. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, so you are part of Guilty Golf. Yes. Yep. And so give everybody the, you know, the, the five minute, two minute, 30 second spiel on uh, what Guilty Golf is, and then we'll get into some, uh, some talk about it. Yeah, basically, we, uh, we manufacture golf grips, and we just we saw a gap in the market, essentially, that uh, there was nothing with anything, you know, as far as designs go. Um, similar to putter grips, except obviously you're swinging them at 100 miles an hour, so you need them a, a little bit more durable than that. Um, and so that's kind of where the idea formed and, and where it started. So when, when you reached out, uh, I said, I said, ah, tell me a little bit about what, uh, what you guys are about. And after reading what you wrote, I was like, yes, <laughs> we need to get you on the show. So, uh, t tell everybody that story. It's, it's a great story. Yeah. So basically, um, I needed some new golf grips. I had some old leather golf grips and I'm in the Northwest. So we get a lot of rain and, and water. Um, so they're pretty much flaking and falling apart. And I really wanted some camo golf grips, and I really couldn't believe there's no such thing as a, as a camo golf grip that was actually molded directly in, similar to, you know, all the other grips out there. Um, so I started doing some research and looking into it, and really there was nothing out there on the market. And uh, so I started reaching out to some manufacturers, thinking that was probably going to be the hardest part uh, about the whole process, was finding somebody to even make this and bring the vision to life. Um, that was probably actually the easiest part. I, within a day or two, I was talking to a few different manufacturers and uh, quickly realized that I definitely didn't have enough money to get this started on my own. Um, and so I basically, you know, got the designs for the most part ready, uh, pricing everything to that extent. And then I started playing one of the most expensive golf courses in the Portland metro area, which is uh, called Langdon Farms. Um, and from there, I took me about a month or two and I met my now business partner, Nick, and him and I have pretty much formed and started this thing and, and grown it to what it is today. Um, but it definitely was another, you know, I come from a sales background. And so I played, you know, a couple times a week, essentially telling people about the idea and, you know, trying to find somebody who had the same kind of passion and thought as I did. Um, and it took about two months and talking with a lot of different people, but I eventually met somebody who was pretty close at my age and was ready to dive in with me and, and bring this vision to life. Um, and so that's basically how we started for the most part. Um, you know, from there, it took quite a while to, to go through the whole process. Obviously you gotta, you know, get a mold and then once, you know, you approve the mold, then they'll actually put it into production. So there was a little bit back and forth. What kind of sizing do we want? What kind of. Um, you know, standardization do we want to do? Um, and then from there, they basically, you know, will send us out a bunch of different designs and a bunch of different uh, stuff for us to approve. Um, and that's basically what got the ball running and uh, started the whole thing. The designs are are sick. I mean, they're they're really good. They're very unique. Everybody that I've been showing, the ones that I got on my wedges, last night we had uh, one of our, I run a golf league called Vegas Golf Network, and we had our uh, welcome to the 2023 season event last night. And so I had them on display so everybody could see them. 
not one person wasn't like, wow, okay. these are awesome. So it's, it's a good grip. Uh, you know, I, I got them. I haven't been out and played. I, I last night that were it's indoor simulator place. And, uh, so I was just swinging the wedges like crazy, just getting a feel for them. No glove and felt fantastic. So where, where, where how, what made you go? Okay, let's do this. Cause I, the, the hustle is awesome. I love that story. You know, trying to find a, a, a business partner. I mean, brilliant idea, by the way, absolutely brilliant. Great way to go about it. Um, but what, what, what did you think you could do different that, is it just the designs or do you have more involved in the path going forward? Um, so we'd like to get more in depth, obviously, try some different compounds, try a little bit of everything. Um, but as far as what sets us apart from people right now is going to be the designs. We wanted a grip that really kind of looked different and you made it so you could, you know, add a little bit more customization to your golf grips without having to go get, you know, a whole new set of clubs or without having to uh, do some other changes where you got to really tear the club apart and put a different ferrule on it. Or, you know, you can do the head covers and all those things, but we just, we wanted another level of customization. And I believe that, um, you know, people our age, my age, you know, they're looking for other ways to express themselves out on the golf course. And, you know, grips is one of those things that's been pretty much the same for decades. Um, and so we thought there was a, a decent avenue there that we could create a new product, build a brand based off of that, and um, then eventually probably move into some other spaces too. And that's kind of where the name Guilty Golf came from is we thought uh, we thought we could market it a lot better than we could, you know, a grip company if we just were so-and-so grips. Um, you know, obviously we're guilty golf grips, but as the company grows and expands, we'd like to, you know, move into other other stuff as well once we've kind of really maximized what we can do as far as the grips go. So the guilty golf is is how did you come up with the name? What's what's the concept behind it? Um, so we just thought, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. It's something, you know, you're out there golfing, there's probably ten other things you could be doing instead. Um, and so that was kind of the thought behind it. And we also believe that we could, you know, market it and it would speak to people. Cause you know, a lot of times when I'm out on the golf course, uh, there's a lot of other stuff I could be doing rather than golfing. Uh, but I'm out there with my buddies having a good time and playing golf and there's nowhere I'd rather be, but it's still, you know, to some extent is a, is a guilty pleasure. And so, yeah. Oh yeah. I did hundred percent. I agree that I, I love the name. It's a, it's simple, simple. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. So uh, when did, when did it start? When, how long you guys been around and, uh, yeah, how's it going so far? Yeah. So it started, we launched the product about a year ago. Um, and it's going good, you know, big part and thing that we struggle with is the eyeballs. So getting the exposure, um, like you said, people that buy the grips, love the grips. We've never had anyone return anything. We've never had, um, any complaints about the grips for the most part. And so we know that the product is good and it speaks for itself. It's just really getting the exposure and getting um, people to try the grips out and to feel them. And so I try to do some local events and, and bring clubs to where people can really swing the clubs and feel the grips um, and those kind of things to grow it. But um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> so how long, is it, how long has Guilty Golf been around? Yes. Um, so we started the company in early, um, early 2021. So I think January of 2021, we incorporated it. We did uh, filled out all the paperwork. We were talking with manufacturers. Um, we pulled the trigger back, you know, probably March or May of 2021. 
And that's when they put them into production and got the molds going and everything. And so from there, it took, you know, probably six months to get the initial batch of, uh, of grips made. And then as soon as they were about to ship, the Suez Canal thing happened and they sat on a boat for a couple months. Oh, so no. it was, you know, it was a, uh, a few different things. So we had them sit there for quite a while and then we decided to fly them uh, because they weren't moving. And everybody, I think, had the exact same idea. So then they ended up, you know, for oh. some reason getting routed through Vancouver, British Columbia, and it sat on the tarmac there for another month. Um, and so it was, you know, a whole process getting the grips. Thankfully, our second shipment came a lot better and a lot quicker. Um, and that one we did put on a boat. And, you know, that's how we looked at it. That had to be terrifying. It was, uh, you know, it was definitely unfortunate, especially because golf had grown so much during that window of, you know, COVID and right after. It was like we wanted to get them as soon as possible. Um, but that's just part of starting a business is you're always going to have things that get thrown in your face and you got to adapt and figure out. Uh, best practices and best way around it, essentially. So uh, how many, if you had a number off the top of your head, how many players do you think are out there with guilty grips on their clubs? Oh, geez. So I've always said, you know, it's going to be an awesome day when I go to the golf course and I randomly see somebody using my golf clubs or golf grips. Um, and that happened the other night at a simulator place. I was playing with some buddies and um, talking to some guy at a different bay and he ended up pulling out his golf club and it was my grip. And so I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. I ended up, you know, giving him the matching towel and matching hat. Um, but as far as how many we have out there, we probably got, you know, 500 to a thousand people using our grips every day. And that's just from, you know, direct to consumer orders. As far as, you know, distribution channels, I don't even know how many might be out there using it. We send quite a bit of grips to uh, Switzerland as well as South Korea um and really and so those are kind of you know i'm still working on some some local distribution but um so i'd, I'd hope that there's over a thousand people out there playing with our grips at this point that's awesome that's up for you know being a little over a year old well yeah a little over a year considering when the first shipment came in right that's that's pretty good man so um who's who's the design creator who's who's the brainchild behind that so it's a little bit of all of us you know i really wanted a camel golf grip and so we really kind of spent some yeah, thank you spent some time uh figuring out the best camo we wanted it to look a little bit different but we also wanted it to still have enough texture so we didn't want too big of camo splotches um so that was a big thing and that's kind of why we went with the camo design that we went with is because you know finger placement and where your hands are you're still going to maximize the grip with the club um and so as we grow i think next thing we're going to do we're going to add more colors so if you got a color preference we'd like to start doing some polls and asking people you know what they would like to see going forward um because we can do a ton of different colorways with our grips and you know maybe maybe do stuff based off colleges or based off you know other things people really tend to like the guilty vice grip which is that you know blue and pink floral one um, kind of like a Miami Vice vibe. It's uh, so that people tend to to really like those colorways, and so we'd like to really engage with the community and figure out what they want, and then go from there. Yeah. So how's the? I know uh, the Portland area is huge golf. The PNW area is you know there's golf homie and fades and fairway and tons of, of people up there playing some amazing courses, and of course it's you know really close to Bandon, one of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, how's the community support been for you? It's been awesome. We definitely have a good community up here in Portland. Um, like you said, the golf homie, um, Faden Fairways, those both, I know those guys personally. They've been awesome. Um, but as far as community goes, I've never, you know, had a bad experience per se. 
So anywhere you go, everyone's friendly. I tend to like to walk on and, you know, be that guy that joins groups because I want to tell them about my golf grips and I want to tell them about, <laughs> you know, and so, um, but I've met a lot of these guys through, you know, Muni Kids also, which is downtown Portland. Yep, yep. Um, and they do the street golf. And so that's kind of, I've met a lot of them and Wildwood out in, uh, you know, Scapoose area, which is just a little north of Portland. Um, they used to host an event called Muni Madness, and you essentially had about you know thirty people hitting the ball at the same same green at the same time, um, and it was you know a lot of fun. So that's kind of where it all started, and where I really made these connections. And we hadn't even launched the product at that point; it was still in kind of a prototype phase. I had a few samples on my clubs, but as far as um, actually having grips, they were you know sitting there waiting for us to ship, essentially. So, so how many of there are you? in in the in the business in the business there's three total so it's me and nick are the are the main two and then we have another one uh whose name is elijah so what what's the what's the breakdown of what you guys are your involvement yeah so i pretty much run the day-to-day for the most part um so i do you know for the most part for the uh instagram as well as um all the reaching out emails all those kind of things um as you can see we started a conversation together um, Elijah tends to do more of the design aspect and the product development stuff. That's uh, kind of where his expertise is. And then Nick um, is more of the marketing guy. So that's where his expertise is going to be. Nice. Okay. So I ask, when, whenever I interview somebody from a golf ball company or talk to somebody from a golf ball company, my first thought is you're stupid for trying to get into a space that is dominated by the biggest brands in the world. Uh, golf grips kind of the same area there's some mighty mighty big players yes uh how how do you guys feel you can handle going up against the the big guys like that yeah that was a big thing you know starting this company and taking on some people that have been in the industry for over 100 years in some cases such as golf pride it's um you know it's definitely a task a lot of these manufacturers are owned by eaton which is essentially owned by golf pride or they own golf pride um, so finding finding one that wasn't owned by them was kind of a struggle um, just because potential to grow and expand and not have eaten the same company that owns Golf Pride own us essentially would be, you know, a big thing. Um, but as far as it goes, I think we're bringing something new, something different to the golf course. I think, you know, Golf Pride has its has its niche or has the bulk of the market, but we, you know, we don't really, you know, we don't need everybody per se. We don't need to sell. 50 million golf grips a year we just you know i want the people that do buy them and and play with them happy with what they're getting and i want them to tell their friends and you know i think it'll grow over time and you know once people actually feel them and put them on their clubs and play with them i think they will understand hey this is just as good of quality if not better um, than what you can buy at the store currently and so i think you know the fact that we're doing something different gives us a little bit of an edge to some to some extent uh, but, you know, it's definitely a thought in our minds that, uh, you know, these are the biggest golf grip companies in the, in the world, essentially. And it's a very big market. And uh, most people will change their golf grips once a year. If you're playing regularly, it's probably good to do it twice. But um, for the most part, I think there's room for more people. And I think people um, like and appreciate smaller brands that are that are out here trying to uh, to do stuff and make things happen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on this. I'm on this kick right now where I'm trying to kick the big brands out of my golf life and find more of these, you know, phone call. Right. Sorry about that. Uh, no, it's all good. Dude. Um, try and find some more uh, brands that, you know, 
are are smaller and have a little bit more uh, passion for the game individually and like are are excited when somebody has their stuff. You know, I I'm sure one of the executives from Golf Pride, if they're in a golf simulator and they see somebody with a Golf Pride grip, it means nothing to them. So that's that's what I like. You know, you that oh, that's dude, he's got my grip. That's that's awesome. So it was definitely a so, cool uh, feeling. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, you're fine. Um, so how do those companies, their budgets are insane, right? Um, and their research and development is probably crazy just as well. So how do you feel like you guys can stack up? I know you're not trying to take their market share. I, I'm just curious because a lot of people are going to ask, you know, hey, this is a grip. What, what's, why should I change? And uh, so how do you feel like you guys can compete as far as what's going into the grips? and how they're being made. Right. Well, the beauty is they've spent all that money in research and development that I can then piggyback off of, right? So I can take essentially what they've done and what they've implemented and use some of that to our advantage to where I can make a grip of the same quality that uh, just looks a little bit different. And that was kind of the whole basis behind it. That's why when we went through the manufacturing process, we chose to do um, you know, the highest quality blend that we could possibly get. It costs us quite a bit more. But again, we want to provide that end line customer with the feel that they would get with any other grip. Uh, and so that was huge for us because um, I don't want people getting the golf grips and then realize, you know, these suck or these aren't, you know, these aren't what I expected. Them to yeah. be. And we have a lot of people that will order one grip and we'll ship it out and then they'll come back and order a full set. Um, and so I think that's where we really, you know, exactly. And I think that <laughs> um, that's where we really would do us justice to have some more storefronts and have some more places where people are already there looking for golf grips um, can then go and choose our golf grips. Whereas, you know, seeing a golf grip company online, you can never, you know, unless your friend has them or something along that, you really don't know what you're getting. And so I understand that. And I understand that the consumer um, is most likely thinking that when they're on our website, looking at our golf grips. But as far as like uh, the research and development goes over time and as we grow as a company, we'd like to put a lot more uh, time and effort and money into those. But currently it's, uh, you know, we need to get the company to a place where we, where we can. Yeah. Um, you know, we'd like to experience, experiment with different compounds and different, um, essentially different grip styles. We got, you know, we have this, the standard and the midsize, but we'd like to offer more than just a, a rubber golf grip. So how often are you guys like brainstorming about stuff like that? Because I know you, you can be, it can be, you can get content like, oh, we're doing well. Everybody's buying our grips. We're, we're moving product. This is nice. But how often are you guys like, I just had an idea for this or let's try this. And, and do you get together and is there a level-headed person that goes, no, let's stay the path <laughs> or are you guys all let's let's do it yeah um to some extent uh they kind of keep me leveled out because i'm that guy i'm like oh i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this <laughs> and i you know i gotta stay within my means to some extent um it doesn't help that like the moqs and so like minimum order quantities and the amount of grips that we have to order doesn't necessarily allow us to just do a one-off or really mess around with it um, as much as we would like. And again, as we grow, we'll be able to do that more. But in the beginning, it's really, we have to be very strategic about the money that's coming in and the money that's going out. And so every dollar essentially has a purpose and a place. Um, and as we grow, we'll have more to kind of test over here and test over there and um, and really experiment with it. But for the most part, they, those two keep me level-headed because I'm 
you know, I'm the ideas guy for some extent, and I just want to, you know, do everything. And, um, and some of it, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes, I'm sure in the past year and a half or so, and it's, uh, it's a learning process. And so the amount I've learned in the past year has been tremendous. And, um, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to grow a brand and a product and, um, and see it grow over time. Nice, nice. So, uh, uh, average player, let's say they, let's we'll say average golfer, uh, above average golfer that plays two, maybe three times a week. How, what's the longevity that they can expect to, to have with the grips? So, it depends on maintenance, really. Um, me, I've had my grips on there since the uh, beginning of summer, and we're in the Northwest. So, most of the year I'm playing in the rain or, you know, very cold and wet. Uh, but it just comes down to personal preference. Mine are still pretty tacky and still good. Um, and so I think it comes down to the care that you take, you know, how you take care of them and then just, you know, personal preference. But most of the time you're going to get at least, you know, six months out of them. You know, and if yes. you're in a warmer right. climate, you should probably get even longer. Oh, good. Yes. Warmer climate. Vegas. Very warm. <laughs> I'm I'm sick of the cold. I'm ready for the heat to get here. Man. Yeah, it's... talking to me about cold. I'm in Portland, Oregon, so it's uh, <laughs> it's like 45 and cloudy out today, and that's what it's been the last six months or four uh, months. Okay, so uh, price point. Let's talk. Let's talk money. How how much are you guys selling them for? Uh, do you have discounts for multiple purchases? Uh, what, what's the what can people expect when they go to the website? Yeah. So the way we have it set up is we kind of have it like a tiered price structure because we offer free shipping on all orders. Um, and so if you're buying one or two grips, uh, it's going to be $15 a piece. And the reason, again, like we, we do that because we cover shipping. And if you're ordering one or two grips, that shipping cost takes bulk of that margin. Um, and as you order more, the price goes down. So if you're going to order a full set, you're looking at roughly about $12 a grip. Um, and so that we've really kind of found that's the sweet spot. It's competitive with what's out there. We're not the most expensive, but we're not the cheapest. Um, and I, we found that people will pay a little bit of a premium in order to get a product that's different than everybody else. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of the whole point of it was we just wanted, you know, when I wanted, when I went to go buy new golf grips, I didn't want the same ones that every single person had. And so I was looking for some camo ones or something a little bit different that fits, uh, that fit my style. And I really just couldn't find anything. And so that's, again, that's kind of where Guilty Golf was born and um, it's grown into what it is today. And we're looking forward to see what it's going to grow into in another five years or so. Do you plan on doing any just solid colors? No patterns, just? Um, we'd like to eventually. I think the thing with that is, you know, there's already people out there doing it. And so we wanted it to be different. We wanted to kind of do something that what hasn't been done yet or isn't being done. Um, and so that was kind of the process behind it, but we would like to even do some of our designs right now without color because they would, you know, I've seen them and I've gotten some that are, you know, just blanks essentially, and they even look cool and different. And I think, you know, it'd be something a little bit different, but eventually we'd like to offer, you know, multi-compound essentially. So like the corded grips, um, as well as just standard solid, solid colors. So how many uh, SKUs you got right now? How many different, uh, variations so we have about on the web 10 total i believe at the moment so that's with um our seven main ones and then uh the midsize now and so we didn't uh, do all of them in the midsize but they are currently uh in the works so we should have uh, the rest the, the floral ones in the midsize here soon and what's what's coming down what's what's next 
Um, so currently we've sent a lot of grips out to uh, some professionals. So we'd like to really get a professional um, golfer out there using our grips. I think that'll give us some credibility. I think it'll show people that, hey, these are the quality that we say they are. Um, and so that's kind of next is really is working on partnerships and figuring out how can we get this brand out to the world without giving all of our money to Facebook and Instagram. Uh, right. And that's that's been the struggle because it's, you know, you can pay them a ton of money and get the exposure, which is what these bigger brands are doing. Uh, but, you know, me and my buddy started this company. We don't have, you know, millions of dollars to throw out Instagram ads and influencers to to promote our product. So it's really, you know, finding people that see the value of the product and like the product enough to want to go out there and, and promote it for us. Um, and so that's kind of what I've been working on personally and, and just trying to figure out. And again, like I said, it's it's taught me so much about business, about, you know, marketing and everything that essentially is included with the business that um, we really have been trying to find other avenues to get exposure. So that's that's what's next. Um, we'd like to do more designs and keep adding to the, the, you know, the roster, essentially. Um, so that would be in the next year or two. We'd like to add a few designs every year if possible now that we have standard and midsize. Um, and then from there, it's going to be uh, going into some other stuff that uh, we're not quite sure what yet, but we think that the grips are new and novel enough and different that that's going to get us a lot of the eyeballs um, and grow the brand. And then we'll be able to start incorporating other things that have had a lack of design in that we can maybe spice up a little bit. All right. So how long have you been golfing? How long have you been playing? Oh, geez. So on and off my whole life, basically. I grew up, you know, my my grandparents lived on a golf course, so I would always do their, you know, summer kids uh, lesson thing. is like a few days long. You know, you go for an hour or two a day. Um, and so that kind of taught me the fundamentals. I played once or twice in high school with some friends. Uh, but I really picked it up during COVID when there was literally nothing else to do. And um, so that's really when I started playing avidly. I think, you know, first time I went and played during COVID, I shot 125 or something like that. <laughs> and so, I was, you know, it was fun to be out there. I think I drank more beer than shots I took, but, uh, so that probably had to do with why I shot how I did, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've been avidly golfing for a couple of years now, you know, a little over two. Oh, we have a, a love hate relationship with the hundred, the, the the million new golfers to the game. Uh, the majority of them drive us absolutely insane. But this is a great story. Uh, you know, you're you're doing something more than just going out there and pissing off old golfers. You're actually bringing, you know, a product to the table. I love it. It's it's great. Well, that was the goal. So, I mean, I've always wanted to start a business. I just never really had a product that I was confident enough to to start one with. And I always told myself once I think of something or once we come up with a product, I'm, I'm going to jump in and, and make it happen. So, uh, let's talk golf space here. Um, what has been your biggest surprise starting a golf brand in the golf space? What's something that has kind of, you know, surprised you? Um, so not a ton has surprised me, I guess. I'm trying to think of that honestly. There's been a few things that I've been taken back by. Um, a lot. Oh, that was next. So okay. So <laughs> um, like a lot of right now, what I've been reaching out and talking to a lot of distribution uh, channels and those kind of things, and uh, a lot of those are ran by people probably in their early late 60s and you know people that maybe not 
see the value in the golf grip, you know, why would we do that? And so it's trying to get the vision across to the people that actually have the control to make these decisions that we struggle with. And so that's, you know, you'd think some local businesses would want to help out other local businesses to some extent, but you know, again, it's not always about that. So I think that's kind of what's taken the, taken me back the most. Uh, but I do think that it's a time where so many people have gone out and started businesses in the golf industry that it's, it is getting flooded to some extent. Um, Very much so. And so that's kind of, you know, I think we're different enough to where it's not like we're, um, you know, selling the same product as everybody else because we do have something quite a bit different than what most people have to offer. And I don't want to like throw any products out there in particular or anything, but it's definitely, you know, over the last two years, I've seen a ton of golf businesses come up and I'm one of them. So it's like, I can't, I can't hate on them for just trying to make their dreams come true as well. No. Uh, so I, I saw Butsy got some grips. Yep. Josh been, I've been, I've known him for a while. Okay. Uh, I was happy. I was happy to see that he has some, uh, how's his feedback been for you? It's been good. He, uh, we sent him out some grips, you know, I've been talking to Butsy for, since we started, essentially he gave us a follow a while back. Um, but he really only plays midsize. So he wasn't really interested in trying them out until we, uh, had the midsize grips in. And so once we got those, we sent them out to him and he's been a big fan of them ever since. And I think he's expressed that to people and it's also opened up other doors for us. So we've sent some grips out to a few professional golfers and um, some other people that I think follow him and that's kind of opened the door for us to some other places. So he's been a, he's been a great partner and I love that guy. Um, he's hilarious. So I'm looking absolutely hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm looking forward to see, <laughs> see what happened. He lives down in, in, um, you know, Arizona next kind of next to my sister too. So I'd like to link up with him eventually when I get down there. Nice. How often do you go to Arizona? Not often enough. Honestly, I haven't been, um, it's been about a year since I went last. So it's been a little bit too long. I'd like to get down there here in the next month or two before it starts, uh, starts warming up, but eventually we'd like to relocate the whole business to Phoenix. Oh, nice. Hey, Vegas has some really good tax rates too, by the way, just. Okay. I think <laughs> the main reason it's not even so much about the taxes. I mean, that's part of it, but um, the main reason is it's just very hard to go out and, and shoot content and really do stuff when it's cloudy and nasty, and nasty out every day. So that's been the biggest struggle is we really have to optimize our summer times to where, okay, we're going to go do photo shoots. We're going to get enough content to where we can post throughout the entire year. Um, whereas, you know, we just tried to go out the other weekend and it's every shot looks different because the cloud cover is different and it, uh, it doesn't help that it gets dark at four thirty. So that, uh, that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's why we've been playing a lot of simulator golf lately. <laughs> it's the way to do it. It's, I mean. uh, it is awesome. I'm a big fan. 75 and sunny. Yeah. Right. Every time, every time, every time. Okay. So how much golf are you playing now? Um, it depends. I know you got a, you, I'm sure you got a real job because yep. and, and not everybody gets to just quit their job and start their dream. So I definitely, I'm sure you have a real job. So how much golf do, are you getting in? Um, so at nights I can play the simulator places. I'll do that a couple times a week for the most part. And then every weekend I try to get out at least once for a round of 18 holes. Um, even if it's a little rainy or whatever it might be. Um, but yes, I do have a real job. I'm in sales. So that's kind of my background and what I've been doing for the last 10 years or so. Um, but it's given me the ability to learn how to talk to people and build relationships and go out and find a business partner. And, you know, that's another sales job, essentially. I had to go find somebody and sell them on my idea. And, hmm. um, you know, I don't, it didn't take too much selling, but it, uh, it's 
it's definitely uh, you know a balance of things. I got I think you've kind of realized that over the last week, us trying to find a time that works and um, it's not easy. It's not easy. So eventually, you know, we'd like to uh, I'd like to be a full time job, and I'd like to get the groups out of my living room because that's currently where they're at. And I, yeah, I saw that photo the other day. You know, so it's, and I think people want to see a little bit of behind the scenes. You know, part of me wants to put off this persona like we're some big established company. Uh, but the other part is like, you know, this is real. This is who we are. You know, we run this I thing. Be you. You know, we run this thing out of my so, living room, essentially. And um doesn't change the quality of the golf grips. It's just we'll be a little bit until we get to a point where it's uh, in a warehouse and we can have. Hey, there's a. There's a really huge predominant company uh, called Ping that started in a garage. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So be 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 true. Be you. Don't everybody will appreciate that. No, we had a lot of comments in in response to that video. So I think people do like seeing it. Um, it's just I have to to do it. Essentially, I feel weird doing it to some extent. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just because I don't necessarily know how I like my face being out there in front of everybody is. You know, seems a little arrogant to some extent, but at the same time, it's like if I'm not going to do it, who else is going to do it? So um, that's the battle I play with myself quite a bit. Okay, so I, I got to ask because you're in the PNW. Have you been to Bandon? So I have not played Bandon. I have not had the opportunity to play yet. All my buddies have, and I'm jealous. I've been down there. I've been close. I've played a bunch of courses around it, uh, but I've never had the opportunity to actually play Bandon. So. Hopefully in the next couple of months I can get down there for a couple of days and um ah, so good. Oh, so good. What's your favorite course? Trails. Trails. That's kind of what Trails. I've heard. Van and Trails is the best. But um I've heard Sheep Ranch is awesome, Old McDonald. I heard they're all awesome. So it's... Uh, they're all they're all amazing. You know, we Joe and I went uh one of the co host uh went and did the solstice this last year. It was his first trip and he was blown away. And uh I mean anybody can rank them all the courses and, and whatever. And I don't think there's a wrong ranking yeah. because everybody loves them for different reasons. And I, I'm the same way. I, you know, I Joe, his favorite is pack and mine is trails and, and we both understand why. So it's, it's just such a special place. Right. It's all subjective for the most part. You know, it's, I think my buddy, my buddy was just down there last weekend and, you know, I think, a big part of it is the conditions and how well you play. You know, if you play super well on one, obviously you're probably going to have a little bit more of a, a keen thought towards that one versus, um, yep. you know, one that you didn't play as well on. But he said it was pretty much 40 miles an hour wind and the rain was coming down oh. sideways. So I, you have to check out my, on my, on the breakfast ball Instagram page that I got a video of, of, uh, us or Joe teeing off on, uh, 16, 17. And it was, like 50 mile an hour winds just coming straight up off the off the cliff Jeez. it was insane <laughs> that that was our last round of the day for the solstice and those coming home holes were all in the the north wind and oh my god it was brutal but so how did you like so the, much. the solstice event i'm on the wait list so i'm hoping one yeah, day I, I get i get the opportunity to do it but. Th that was my third one um and it, it's amazing it's it's such a cool thing to do i mean it it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid to play that much golf and walk that many holes in one day. Um, but you know, it's, it's like, a, it's a marathon. You yeah. know? And, and back in my younger days, I did a lot of running and I never understood people who ran marathons. But once I got up to where I was running distance running, I'm like, I get this now. So 
um it's it's just a different way to experience golf yeah i i think it's a blast you know you're out there all day you're it's it's not really about the score it's about the experience and it's a challenge to see if you can physically do it and you know you hurt like hell for two days afterwards <laughs> but you know 27 miles and playing golf is it's a lot because you played but four I, courses right yeah yeah we we start in the you start at sunup pretty much as soon as as soon as you can see the ball in the fairway people are playing and you just go until you're done and uh when we, we got done at sheep ranch still a ton of daylight left and so we went over and and played uh the bear uh played the preserve barefoot okay and uh so we did 85 in one day and it was Jeez. i mean it was a blast that sounds was awesome. an absolute blast i never even yeah, I, heard of it until i saw um adventures in golf right well i pretty much watched every single episode of that show at one point and that's kind of how i heard of the abandoned dunes and i found out about seamus golf and um you know so when you played it did you uh, did you take like a half set with you or did you have your full set of clubs or no, no, I, I, I'm, I took a caddy. I have a caddy. I'm, I'm not insane enough to carry my own clubs. Um, but no, no. So I, I had, I think I left two wedges. I, I carry four wedges. So I think I left two wedges at home. So probably had 12 in the bag. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, my, my, uh, buddy of mine, Scott, it, it was, was a looper up there. He actually just relocated to Vegas. And uh, so he's he done the Solstice event for me twice. Um, I just enjoy it. It's fun, you know. I I want to be able to make it through, and I don't want a a bag of clubs holding me down. <laughs> right. That would uh, be tough to carry a full bag for four courses. Yeah, Joe Joe used a, a pull cart, um, and I mean, but there's people that do it. I, mean, I I was like proud. I'm like I got a chip. I'm like this is my third time, and then we're hearing people. Oh, this is my sixth time. Oh, this is my eighth time, and then. There was some, I don't know, he's probably in his late 70s that he's been to every one since they started it. It was his 11th time. And and I was like, and, and you you carried your band because his, I think it was his grandson. Yeah, and he carries too. And I'm like, some people are just wired differently. Yeah, <laughs> built different. That's not me. No. That's not me. I'm, I'm like, no, he can he can carry them. I'll, I'll hit them and uh, we can all walk together, so. It's a good time. I'm not a big, I don't normally carry my clubs. I have a push cart and that works pretty dang good for me. And if I'm not in a golf cart, it's, uh, you know, I pretty much only will take a golf cart if it's, you know, if we're trying to do some filming or we got a bunch of cameras with us or something, but I know those aren't available at Bandon. Um, I think that's, yeah, no carts. Yeah. No carts. No carts. Same with, uh, you know, up Chambers Bay is one I haven't gotten the chance to play yet, but I'd like to get up there and play. And, um, there's so many golf courses here in the Northwest that I'd like to play before I end up moving that it's like, gotta, I have to play them all before I move. So it's, do you have a, a time frame for when you guys are, are moving it? No, we don't. It's kind of just been in, in discussion. So it's, you know, nothing set in stone and we may never, but you know, ideally we'd like to be somewhere where there's um, a little bit more of a golf scene. You know, we have a great golf scene here in Portland, but uh, more of a professional golf scene and, you know, a place where we can really utilize the outdoors year round. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Phoenix, man. That place is massive. And we've thought about Florida, but I think it's, you know, the, the humidity is, and uh, I wouldn't want to have to worry about a hurricane every year. Yeah. And it, once you've been on the West coast, I, I, I'm born and raised in Vegas. I've been out here my whole life. So anytime I go back East, I'm like, I just don't understand how people live like 
that far away from the time zone that I'm in. It's right. so it's so weird. You know, it's it's I don't know. It like for me, you know, football on Sunday starts at 10 o'clock. Get up, you have some breakfast, you kick back, you watch some football. You know, back east it doesn't start till one. I was like, what do you do? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, Monday night football goes on till midnight. I know like, that's this is so weird. Yeah, that's it's so weird. But no, I mean, it's, uh, I do love the Northwest. It has a special place in my heart. I, you know, I can go up to the mountain and ski and snowboard and I can go to the beach in the same day. So it's, um, we're very blessed being, being where I am and growing up here, um, because it's, it's given me the ability to try so many different things from surfing to snowboarding, to golfing, to, um, you know, I don't know really what you go out and do in the desert besides dirt biking and those kind of things, but it's, uh, that. Yeah, pretty much that. And <laughs> pretty much that. Hike and uh, off-road, if that's about it. Yeah, I've, I've done some hiking. You know, it's not my favorite pastime, but it's, uh, you know, it's something I will do. But, uh, you know, I'd rather go out and walk the golf course than go walk up a big hill. Yep. So. I agree. I agree. Well, tell, tell everybody where they can find you at. Yeah, so on Instagram, Guilty Golf, uh, guiltygolf.com. Check us out and uh, go buy some grips. Yeah, exactly. I will attest. Uh, I I got some uh, for my wedges. Put them on. Absolutely love them. I'm playing tomorrow. It'll be my first like on course action with them. Uh, everybody last night at our event was really impressed with them. Um, I know. I'm I'm waiting to hear from UST Mamiya because they just came out with some new uh, dart shafts, and I got a demo one, and I really like it. So I'm waiting to find out if I'm going to go to all new shafts before I fit the rest of my uh, clubs with them. But I've been a Lambkin guy for years, uh, and I, I didn't think I was ever going to find a grip that would take those away, but I think I found them. Well, hey. I think I found them. That's what we want to hear, and one by one it'll happen, and uh, you know, more and more people will get to try them and, um, and see people like you using them, and then they'll be like, okay, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And, a lot of people will start with one or their wedges and, and kind of go from there. So, Yeah, and I'm going to be putting in a bulk order for so I can have them in the shop because I know once people start seeing them, they're going to be like, I want those. And then I'm like, well, I've got them. So well, we they, got they, you. Will, uh, they will be there for people to get them installed. So, hey, uh, Cole, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy life and schedule to tell a little bit, uh, everybody, a little bit about your brand. Um, I can attest, man. Order some grips. You're going to like them. Uh, we're we're going to be uh, keeping an eye on you and, and looking forward to seeing what you guys got coming down over the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. And like I said, it's my first podcast ever, so I'm a little nervous. But Congratulations. You know, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. Right on. Thanks a lot, man. Well, Appreciate it. Hey, thank you.